0: Here is Bryce Johnson.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. I'm fired up to have Kevin Mawai back on the show. He joined us last fall and, and just excited to uh, share this interview with you. We, we catch up on his uh, coaching at Arizona State. He's on staff with Herm Edwards, and, and Herm's been a guest on this show. He's awesome as well. And, and so it's crazy, you know, the Pac-12, they don't start until November. And, and so we'll ask him, you know, what's it been like th- this fall? I mean, think about that. Every Saturday you're watching other teams play and you're, you're sitting at home or you're, I guess, practicing and preparing and getting ready to, to get out there. So uh, we'll talk uh, about that. But then Kevin has a, a really deep faith. And, and so I ask him just some, you know, somewhat challenging questions, but he, but he gives some great insights some really good wisdom and a ton of encouragement. And so I hope that, that you find a lot of value uh, from today's conversation. Before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? We'll go to healthmarketgenius.com know your options healthmarketgenius.com support them as they support us. Also, if you haven't subscribed to our weekday email devotional, we call it unpack this. You can do so on unpackingit.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, we hope you'll do that as well and rate and review and share and and really appreciate. All of your support of this show. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. I always love to hear from you and uh, feel free to reach out. So, Kevin Mawai, he's, uh, he's been on the show before, so you can check out the old podcast. Uh, I hate to even use the word old, just the the other podcast, which was, which was great. And, and a lot of good insight in that one as well. So you can find that on unpackingit.com. But he's a, a pro football Hall of Famer, 16 seasons in the NFL, as an offensive lineman, uh, mainly a center. Uh, with the, with, with, he played with the Jets, the Titans, and the Seahawks. Seattle drafted him in the second round in 1994 after a great career at LSU. Eight-time All-Pro. He retired following the 2009 season. And after spending some time as an assistant coach with the Bears, he then became an offensive uh, analyst at Arizona State, and, and, and Herm Edwards was his coach while he played for the Jets. And so you'll hear him talk a little bit about that at the end as well, because I had asked him about the Jets and the Titans, and his answers were somewhat interesting and a little surprising to me uh, as well. But uh, he's a husband, father of two, and let's jump in. Here we go. Kevin Mowai. Intriguing guests,
0: and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: And joining us once again on Unpacking It is Kevin Mawai. He's a husband, a father of two, an LSU alum, He's now on staff at Arizona State as an offensive analyst, and he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Kevin, so glad to have you back on. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to be back with you. Thanks for having me again.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're, we're fired up to, uh, to watch Arizona State again, but we've got to wait until November 7th at USC. And so I'm curious, what have Saturdays in the fall been like for you watching other college football teams play while, while you guys wait and prepare for that later start date?
2: Yeah, it's been a little difficult. I think, you know, the Pac-12 is kind of taking extra precautions and you know being extra conservative about how they approach the season. And, uh, but since the science has picked up and testing's become readily available, it's changed course. And So it, uh, our guys are excited and ready to be playing. We've been preparing for over two months now, just waiting for the day to open up. But uh, yeah, being able to go out there and actually play against somebody else instead of you know watching you guys bang on each other, it's it, it starting to get a little old. So the so guys are pumped <laughs> up and excited about it.
1: Absolutely, I'm sure. Well, I was wondering too. You know, for for you, I know we even last time when you were on the show, we, we talked about just you as a, as a coach and wanting to pour into these guys and and all that sort of thing. But this year, it's just been so challenging, and so I can imagine that that these players, it's been a trying year. And then you throw in the fact that they've had to, to wait to play. And, and so I'm just wondering, what, what common struggles ha- have there been for the players? And, and what is your most uh, common encouragement? What has that been for them this year?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, particularly for, for college athletes or athletes in general, is that they're so used to routine and structure. And going all the way back to last you know, March in the spring, the structure was taken away from them. You know, first, you, you know, they canceled. like We canceled spring ball. And then campus, you know, classes got canceled, and they went straight to online, and so they weren't on campus. And so when you take out a training regimens for athletes, and you know, okay, I get up in the morning, I go to you know treatment class, workouts from three to four, and you know that kind of plays a part in their psyche. And so a lot of it with our staff and Herm's done a great job is just kind of guys, you know, this is just you know we got to learn how to adapt, you mm-hmm. know, and overcome this and, and make the best out of it, and. And those teams are those people who are able to adjust to the unknown are the ones who come out ahead. And our kids have done a great job of it. You know, the other hard part is they're, you know, 18 to 23-year-olds. They're social creatures. They want to be in packs and groups. And and it's hard when you're an athlete trying to live in a bubble to protect your teammates, to not want to be a part of that maybe outside the athletics world. Mm. But um, our guys have handled the challenge well. And But it comes, you know, you see some of the, the you know, you, you see it in their faces and you just make sure that you're aware of some of the emotions that are taking place and, and kind of encourage them and let them know, hey, you know, we're all in this together and it's gonna, we're going to get through this and that kind of thing. And, of course, the other part of the concern are, are their families and, you know, making sure, checking up on, you know, their moms and dads and grandparents and things. And so it goes beyond the playing field, more to, you know, how are you doing as a person, how are you doing mentally, psychology, you know, psychologically are you doing okay and then making sure that they know that we care about their families, how's your mom, your dad, your brothers, your mm. siblings, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's become a lot more about other things than just football. And so I think as coaching staff we try to be be very aware of those things.
1: Oh, that that's awesome to hear and and man, I just think, you know, so many people are hurting, so many people are going through tough times and so whether it's coaches, teachers or or pastors, I mean, those 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 roles have have been even more important this year and and so I, I appreciate your your perspective on that and and being uh, there for those guys that's that's great to hear well what about for you personally H- how has this year been and and how have you maybe been affected by all that that's going on and and even spiritually and, and in what ways have you grown or, or been challenged through all of this
2: well i think you know, for me personally it's it really hasn't changed much about my life. Um, you know, I, I'm an empty nester, so both my kids have been out of the house. I think the biggest change was my daughter, who was in college. Uh, they they shut her school down, and, and so she was around us more than <laughs> than what we you know were used to. And so that there was that adjustment. But, you know, I think, you know, the good thing when we were down and weren't able to come to the office, we get to spend a lot of quality time with just my wife and I and, and got to do some things that we weren't, otherwise they able to do because of football and so just had to take advantage of those moments got out in the wilderness went camping a bunch of times and and enjoyed that I think also too you really kind of drill into who you are as a person and and where you are as a for, you know as, as a believer and and so for us just really getting into the word and, and realizing what scripture says about uncertain times and at things like that. Uh, you know, we've rested in in the promises of Psalm ninety one in the last six months and you know, we're talking God God says he'll shelter us in his wings and, and fight the battles for us and uh and and promises of salvation and so we just hang on those promises on a day to day basis and uh and you know that's kinda of how we live. We live by faith, not by sight. And uh just know that
1: at the back end of this God's gonna use it for something great. Amen. I'm I'm right there with you. That that's encouraging. And and I think for for many people that that didn't have that foundation as they've dealt with this year, uh you know a lot a lot of struggles and and so what that has meant though, people are searching. People are searching for God. They're asking questions in the midst of this challenging year. And and I'm curious from from your journey, what what have you learned through, you know, difficult times that you've been through? Where, where God did show up and even some of the questions that maybe you've asked during tougher times in, in your life that, that maybe you could share today with somebody listening that, that is asking those kind of questions and, and is searching yeah. for, for God?
2: Well, I, I believe, and I, as most believers do, that, that God will use everything to teach a lesson or to grow you spiritually, to bring you closer to Him. Um, you know, there's a time and reason for everything under the sun. And um, you know, time to sing, time to dance, time to love, time to, to cry, the the whole deal. And and so you know, there's a lot going on in this world right now, not just, you know, from the COVID standpoint, from but from the politics and how people are getting caught up in the emotion of the politics that are taking place this year and and really it goes you know, looking back on my life and tragedies I've dealt with or tough times. The, where I found the most solace and the most peace is when I just kind of like tune out all the noise and just what does God say about this? And what is, what are his promises? And I know that his promises are true. And so it's rather than getting caught up in the emotion of the politics and the, the fear of the COVID you know, pandemic and stuff like that. It's like, where's my peace at? My peace is in Christ. And my peace is, is found in the Word of God. And so uh, we found those moments where we just tune off, you know, turn off the TV and, and don't pay attention to the outside world, but uh, knowing that it's taking place, but just really understand who God is. And then, you know, look in the scripture, like what he did with the Israelites when they're, you know, in captivity under Babylon and, and how he brought them out of that, how he brought them, you know, out of Egypt through the Exodus and, and things like that. And he's done it in the past. And he'll do it again and so we just kind of operate in that mode and some people think you're crazy about it but you know i mean i'd rather be crazy and be at peace than to be frantic and worried about what's next and and that's kind of how we live our life
1: gosh that's that's powerful it's a it's a wonderful perspective and it's uh man filled with hope and peace and so that's uh that's what we we have when we uh when we rely on the lord uh no matter what the circumstances that, that's for sure And and so, Kevin, I was I was looking at your your Twitter page as well, and and you you post encouraging verses. And a couple days ago you posted in in First Timothy two, one through two. It says, I urge you first of all to pray for all people, ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity and And man, what a, a wonderful couple of verses there, especially in in the midst of everything going on what What do you take away from that what How did you find encouragement from those those verses and and maybe we can we can unpack that a little bit?
2: yeah, I think for me it really speaks to you know we we get so caught up in praying for ourselves and our own needs and and the reality of it is where we're at in our country, and it doesn't matter what side you fall on the politics part of it is that that God calls kings to the rule and and, and he dethrones them and but the ones that he calls to rule, we should be praying for him. Mm-hmm. And whether you like, like the person that sits in that seat or not, um, he's the head of this country. And so we pray for them to make wise decisions, to have discernment, to surround themselves with people that, that have godly character. And, and so that's what I get out of it. You know, we get so caught up in how is this going to affect me. But the reality of it is, is you know, it's going to affect all of us. And I want people making the right decisions for the right reasons. So I would rather pray for those who make those decisions than make the right decisions, because it's going to trickle downhill for all of us. And, and we all have a part to play. Um, you know, there's elections coming up November 3rd, and you know, none of us should go into that, that polling box without praying first of what we should do. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's not to politicize or, you know, or anything other than to say that God has put us in a position – to make choices. And when we do make those choices, you know, we should pray for those that we elect and hope they do a great job unselfishly, not just for ourselves, but for this entire country. And so, and, and it's just been appropriate that every morning something happened in the news before. And I read the scripture the next day that quite appropriately applies to what I just watched or heard or listened to, or what's going on. And, and that's because God's word is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's never going to change. And it's not just old scriptures that meant something from back then. His word pertains to our days today, and I think the more we look at that with open eyes and understand that, then then the more we're willing to to pray for those in, in seats of authority and pray for for what's taking place, and really to pray for us to you know what's my part in all this and how can I make a difference and and uh, and so we all have a responsibility and and you know and. That's kind of just the approach we take to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what a great challenge for all of us to to not get caught up in, in trying to to prove why one candidate's better than the other, but to actually sit down and, and pray and encourage one another to to pray for the right choice to to make, but but also for uh, for these these leaders in charge and to really pray for them and and to rally around them and. And and rally t- together uh, as as uh, all all being part of this this country together. So uh, yeah, love that and love that it's it's rooted in, in scripture and that, that you're right. We we keep going back to scripture because God God's word uh, it sustains and, and it's it's powerful stuff for sure. Um, Absolutely. Well, well, Kevin, last year when when we had you on the show, we we talked a little bit about marriage, and I just I appreciated your your just honesty and perspective as far as hey, marriage is challenging. It takes work. It takes effort. And and this year I want it, to it kind of expand on that a little bit because here I am I, I now have a a fourteen month old daughter and I'm realizing <laughs> more and more what what you know uh, couples go through when kids enter into to marriage and, and you, you start navigating new rhythms and and all that sort of thing and I know that your kids are are now older but but what what maybe advice or what have you learned as you kind of look back at marriage during maybe the, the early days when, when you're making that adjustment with, with young kids entering into the picture?
2: Yeah, that, that creates a completely different dynamic to your relationship because now it's not just about you and your wife. It's about we've got to come to an agreement of how we're going to raise our children. And you grew up in a completely different environment than what your wife did. And she has her ideas of how it should be done and you have your ideas of how she's done. And, and ultimately we got to come together and cobble both of our ideas together to form an idea of what we, what we want for our family, not how you grew up, not how she grew up, but how we're going to raise our children. And and that was a challenge for us as well. Um, I grew up, my wife grew up in a in a church going family. I did not. And so I grew up in a house with four boys. She grew up in a house with two girls. So completely different way of looking at things and, And it becomes a compromise as a couple, knowing that you want to do it the way God intends you to do it. And the great thing about it is it goes back to the word. What does God say about raising up our children, you know, about about teaching them about the scriptures, teaching them stories about the, you know, about salvation. And and so that they, when they're older, because he tells us when our children, when they are older, they won't depart from the truth. And so I've learned as my kids have gotten older, they've developed their own ideas, their own ideologies and stuff like that. And some of them I don't agree with. And, and, but I still hang on to God's promises that raise up a child in the way he should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. Mm. Not saying that they won't do it when they're in their teens and early twenties, but it says the promises that they'll come back to it when, when things get tough. And I pray for both my kids every day that when they fall, they fall flat in the face and and defeated Jesus. Ah. And, uh, I don't agree with all of what they do. And, but either way, they're my children. and I love everything about them. And there's times you don't like them. And, uh, and mm-hmm. if that's something you learn as a parent. You don't have to like your kids every day, but you do love them. It's an agape love like God gave us. There's no strings attached, you know, and, and it, it's a work. It's just like your marriage. You have to work to make your marriage work. You have to, you have to work to raise kids you, and it's a partnership. It's not, you just give them to the wife, you go to work, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But there is an element, and I still joke with my wife. I got a dog now. It's the same thing. Hey, daddy's <laughs> home. Everything's fun, you know? So, you know, she, she sets the standards at home when you're at work. And when you come home, you disrupt the whole house. Uh-huh. And, uh, it is, but that's just part of it. But at the ultimate deal, I, I just tell you as a, as, a, as a new dad is to enjoy every bit of it. It goes by extremely fast. She's 14 months old now. She'd be 14 years old before you blink an eye, and 24 before you know it. And, uh-huh. uh, and there's challenges every step of the way, but I would just say, just roll with the punches and just pray a lot. Just pray a lot, and uh, you'll get through every bit of them. You know, bad. there's a lot more better times than there are bad times for sure.
1: Absolutely, no, I'm I'm loving it, man. It's it's been awesome. I, I love being a dad, and, and she's as sweet as can be. So. I, I know the challenges are uh, are ahead of us and that we well, we've already had them, but yeah, they'll they'll continue. But uh, we'll keep we'll keep relying on prayer and, and uh, God's strength to, to get, get through for sure. Well, all right, so we we've got some incredible advice from uh, from Kevin today, and, and just appreciate all the the, the perspectives uh, that, that you're willing to share with us. And and so we got to talk a little NFL as we wrap things up and, and I, maybe we won't start negative. Let's start positive. The, the one team you played for that's, that's, that's now undefeated, the Titans, they're having an incredible season. What, what, what do you take away from kind of what they're doing and, and really this turnaround with, with Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback position?
2: You know, uh, the great thing about being on a college football staff, you don't have time to spend and watch a whole lot of NFL games, and, and I really don't. I'm happy for Mike Grable. And, and what their team has accomplished being undefeated especially in this you know time of uncertainty and having to navigate you know a, a delayed season and you know guys you know getting sit out because of getting tested positive but uh the teams that be able to overcome the adversities that they will face this year are the ones that are going to come out on top and i'm happy for the titans they're doing a great job and uh yeah, but I have not watched. I watched the last three minutes of the last game they played, and that's all I know about how they're playing right now. Wow! Um, but so, oh. yeah, I just you know, I just I don't have time. I'm I, we've been at work, and when I go home, the last thing I want to do is sit there and watch more football. I want to spend time <laughs> with my wife. So, so and, I, and I would guess the negative one would be how my other team is doing. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um. I've read some things. It, it sounds like to me they got a dumpster fire going. Oh. So, <laughs> and that's all I can say. I don't know much. I haven't talked to anybody, but I know it's not going well for them. Well,
1: well, I, I guess I'll I'll just ask when, when people kind of lump the Jets in and they say, oh man, they just have such a bad franchise and all that. And and you spent half your career there. And so, do you do you feel like you have to defend them, or do you have good reasons to say, whoa, whoa, timeout, Let's not take a you know a current era. To, to throw in the whole franchise as being a bad franchise,
2: yeah, no, I don't think they're badly. They won a Super Bowl in the past. They're in the playoffs. When I was there for eight years, we went to the playoffs five out of the eight years. And of course, Rex Ryan came in and they went to the AFC Championship game. And I mean, it's like you know, every team has their ups and downs. Some teams are historically just winners, and some aren't. And I mean, everybody's like, it's like, yay, New England Patriots. But prior to them and Bill Belichick, they weren't a very you know successful franchise. I mean, just it just goes back and forth, and at the end of the day, it's a cyclical league. You're going to have the one or two teams that are always going to be on top, but the Jets will bounce back, and the Titans will fall down, and and you know five years from now it'll be all over again. But I, you know, when people talk about the Jets, like, hey, all I know is when I was there, we went to the playoffs four times <laughs> or whatever, five times, and you know we had more winning records, you know, and I played for a coach that had the winningest record in the last ten years <laughs> yep. that, that's ever coached there with Herm Edwards. So. Um, I don't have much to say, you know. And I'll never say anything negative about any of the teams I play against, but I do know that the the Jets are struggling. The Titans are doing great, and you know we'll see how it shakes out in another five or six weeks.
1: That's it, and that's that's what's fun about the NFL too is that teams go up and down. Division winners are, are different, you know, every other year it seems in, in a lot of the divisions. So, um, so it's yep. fun. But uh, but Kevin, well, man, I know you're focused on college football and and getting arizona state back out there and so november 7th at usc and so we wish you guys the 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 best in a a shortened season but uh thanks for taking some time to to join us here on unpacking it and and look forward to the next time
2: yeah i appreciate you having me thanks so much man and
0: uh you'd be blessed and enjoy that child man
1: absolutely well thanks kevin there's kevin mawai joining us here on unpacking it
0: intriguing guests and inspiring conversations this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: And we're back in studio to unpack our conversation with Kevin Mawai. And it was it was short and sweet. I, I wanted to go longer with him, but it was it was fast moving and, and just some quick questions and, and just some great responses. Uh, from him today he's in the middle of of gearing up to to get their team back out on the field so appreciate the time that that he was able to to give us today and and just so much wisdom and I love his practicality and and straight he's just kind of a straight shooter so uh we have some guys that that come on this show that just give really good advice and share wisdom from their experiences And, and and so that's why I wanted to uh to throw it out there to him today and so he delivered and I hope that you had a few takeaways yourself and and I do appreciate just his focus on prayer and scripture like at the end of the day it always comes back to that let, let, let's pray more let's get in the word if, if we have questions if we're if we're struggling let, let's pray and get into God's word because that that's where we find answers we, we turn to him and so he speaks through prayer, he speaks through his word, and, and so he does that through other things too, music and a lot of other people, all that sort of thing. But but I just uh, appreciate the encouragement just to recognize that that God's word continues to be so impactful today as it was yesterday, as it was decades ago. It, it lives on, and and that's the, the the power of of scripture. And and so God doesn't change his his principles don't change, um, the, you know, the world changes and all that kind of thing. But man, when we stay rooted and our foundation is in him, we're able to sustain and thrive and, and rely on that, that firm foundation and, and Jesus as our rock uh, through even a, a difficult year that, that we're experiencing and, and tough seasons in life. And, and Kevin Mawai, uh, his, his story is his, his brother, uh, what was killed? Um, I guess when when Kevin early on in his playing career, and so that's as as hard of a of a tragedy as as someone can go through, um, and and so I think it was during that time that his faith really grew, and and so I hope that whether it's people listening or people in in your own life, that this difficult twenty twenty is is causing people to seek to ask questions. And I know that when we seek, we find. Scripture tells us that, and and so when we seek the Lord and we ask those those genuine questions and we search Him with all of our heart, we'll find Him and He will reveal Himself to us. He will uh, provide us the the clarity and the peace that we we need and we're looking for. Um, not that we get you know, every answer or everything totally makes sense this side of heaven, but but God gives us the the, the, the necessary peace and clarity, that, that we need to continue, to, that we need to have hope, that we need to, to continue in our faith. Uh, he, he does give us that, and, and he lets us know that he's there for us, and that he loves us, that he is good, that he is faithful, he is worthy to be trusted, and, and so that's what we, we cling to today. And so I hope that that, that message was clear uh, from Kevin as well, and that you were encouraged by him, and I know that I was. And and also just you know the idea of praying for our leaders. I, I just want to repeat that again. I mean, if you don't like Trump or you don't like Biden or whatever, or you don't like certain senators. What if we actually prayed for them? How different would that be? How how it would change us? Might change them. God's powerful. He's a powerful God, and when we pray. Things happen. <laughs> Things happen. So God moves in amazing ways. And it's, it's, it's according to his will and his purposes. And, and so if we're, you know, if we're selfishly praying, uh, that, that's not the answer. But if we pray with humility and we pray with a desire that we actually want what's best for who we're praying for and who we're interceding on, on behalf, uh, that we want to see our leaders have humility, that our leaders would actually serve the people that that our leaders would go to God's word that they would be men of faith and men of prayer those are those are powerful prayers to to pray and if we as as the the body of believers unite in those types of prayers i, I think it's huge versus praying you know selfishly or out of our own I don't know, ambition or, or our desire for who we think we want or whatever, but to actually surrender and to pray that, all right, God, your, your purpose, your plan, how, how can I play a role and what would you like me to do even during the you know the, the, the craziness of the, the political season? How can I be a light? How can I stand out? How can I point people to you and, and how can I uh, pray for, for, for a lot of different people and and scenarios that are taking place right now in in our country specifically uh if you're listening in, in America but this is a key time it's it's always important for believers to st- to stand up and the the light and the life to to shine through us that that we bring joy and peace to people because God is giving that to us and so ultimately it comes from him but but we're we're exuding that and and representing that in conversations and interactions with people that that's what they're seeing. Um even as things get tense and there's there's tension even with the Thanksgiving coming up uh or you know different different gatherings where where you see people. Hopefully we start getting together with more people and I mean not to mention social media, but that's 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 a, that's a bigger uh challenge I would say, but um to to be a light in that mix, but that's what we're still called to do. Even on Facebook, to be a light. And so Hopefully that's encouraging to somebody today. Let, let, let's be a light um, in, the, in the midst of the craziness. Great stuff from Kevin, and really appreciate you listening today. Uh, check out our website, unpackingit.com. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the devotional, be sure to check that out. We greatly appreciate your financial support. Uh, man, if you want to give and support our Unpacking It golf tournament fundraiser in, in October, Uh, You can find out more information, unpackingit.com slash donate. And also you can find our online silent auction, unpackingit.com slash golf. We've got some awesome sports memorabilia, some incredible items. Packers, Clemson, Panthers, uh, Lions, uh, golf, NBA, all sorts of different teams and players represented on the, the online silent auction and, and, and by bidding you support the ministry and you get some cool stuff at the same time. So check that out, unpackingit.com slash golf. As we wrap things up, most importantly, I, I just want you guys to know I, I love God, I love people, I believe that, that scripture is true, that God's word is true, that he loves us, that prayer works and, and that, that he desires so much uh, for us to, to enjoy him, to enjoy his presence, to, to remain uh, steadfast by trusting in him. And, and so I'm, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on
0: Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate.